welcome to the preview show of um, Game Week 3. The preview, preview. Sorry, review show. Uh, we are going to save the best for the last. For the last year, definitely. We are going to save the best for the last. And as it stands, we have... Um, I think we have two bests we are going to talk about. The Manchester City Arsenal game and the Liverpool Chelsea game. Those are the games I'm going to say yeah. for the last. But as he stands currently, uh, welcome, Ruja. As he stands currently, um, I'm needing Fuji to talk about the uh, Everton game, Everton Brighton game. Just um, give us your insight about it and what you expected and what you saw. Okay. Well, the Everton game went on as planned. Even though I didn't have any player from good size. But from what I saw, the game was okay. Those that had Cavett Levin enjoyed. Those that had Digny and the rest of other defenders actually they tried. But the game was, you know, I didn't actually put my interest there. Because I didn't have any player. But the game was nice. It was okay. That's what I have to say. Skin Fuji, in the Everton game, who do you think is their best performer so far in the um, three game weeks that they have played, three matches they have played so far? Who do you think is their best performer? Past three games, well, cover Lewin as usual. Then a certain, should I say, Allen? Yes, the guy has been doing well since the beginning of this season. He has been doing well, but their top performer so far so good has, has been this guy, DCL. He has been doing well, though I don't have him on my team, sure. But he has okay, been between- the points. Okay, someone to look out for, like going forward. Mm. Okay, between this year, between this year and Richarlison, okay. who would you, who would you pick? Right now, from the look of things, if Richarlison should head towards PSG, from what we've been hearing from the gossip meals and the rumor meals around the transfer market, I don't I don't actually see him as a prospect right now. But if that deal shouldn't pull through and he stays back, DCL is still the banker anytime any day. So it is this year for you, Fuji. Yes, this year. Okay, let's move on to the next game. Ah uh, I don't want you to look as if I'm giving anybody a boring game. But uh Leicester City Norwich Chris Yeah, tricks, Emma. Okay, I believe I believe that's me. Um, yeah. everybody. Nice to have everybody. This um review show. Okay, so the Leicester City Norwich game. Um, uh, I'd say the result was expected because Leicester um Norwich Norwich were the least favorite to win that game. To be honest, um Leicester were coming from a four-one defeat at the London Stadium against West Ham. So. They wouldn't want to have lost this game, knowing that they have they are, they are looking to fight for a chance in the top four of the Premier League. But um, Norwich, um, they were at home at Carrow Road. Um, it was always going to be Leicester to, for the win, uh, thanks to a goal from um, Jamie Vardy and uh, Mark Mark Albrighton. Um, yeah, so. Um, it was it was it was it was a good game to, to, to say the least. Norwich had a goal that was disallowed, which I've seen still you play a bit. But kudos to kudos to Leicester. They they really they really put up a show for themselves actually because it's not for everybody, it's for themselves. 
you know <laughs> coming back coming back from it from a defeat is it's really a good sign that yes they still have something to fight for so yeah kudos to brother Richard and his team but if you ask me chooks i think I don't know if, if any other person noticed this. I think Leicester has always have um, they've always had this slow start to a game, but surprisingly against um, Norwich City, they they pulled up the first the early goals as it, as it will be as it will to be. So, um, do you think it's going to be detrimental to their um, performance in this season, starting off slow, uh, most especially against the big teams? Well, it's going to be different to any team starting off slow. I mean, if you're going to start a game slowly, you are you are definitely yeah, going to going to be pegged back. back. You understand? You're definitely, you're definitely going to be pegged back. So it's always best to start a game as strong as possible. Take for instance their first game against Wolves. You know they started really good, scoring scoring first, and were able to hold on to the, the, the win. Understand, but the game against West Ham, it it it, it showed that starting strongly is the best is the best form of tactics. West Ham, West Ham, West Ham never took off the foot of the pedal from the kickoff. They were purely attacking Leicester up until the first goal, and it was a a roller coaster from there on. So starting strong is very very important. But against a team like Norwich, it doesn't matter where you start as long as you you, you, you are good. <laughs> They are good to go. I mean, they were they were massacred by City 5-0 the, the previous game. So it goes to yeah. show that this this season, this season, I don't think they have much to offer. It's gonna be the same old story with Norwich. Come back to, come back to the Premiership after um relegation and um play woefully through the season. Well let's let's hope that this season there'll be a change for the team. Okay, thank you very much. Um, I'm going to welcome Adini to the group right now. You're welcome, Adini. Thank you, um, man. Let's move on to the next one. And I think I'm going to invite Roger to speak on the surprising game between West Ham United and Crystal Palace. I'm going to call it surprising because we got two goals from a guy we least expected it from. That's Crystal Palace player. I've forgotten his name right now. Gala. Something, something. Name like Gala. So, Roger, I need you to speak on the match. Good evening, guys. Good evening. Um, I didn't see much of the West Ham Crystal Palace game before. I don't, I don't have okay do you have any of the assets in your team like just tell us what you feel so far from players from both teams no i don't have any crystal assets in my team i think i go oh, i have a uh, crystal and Berama for western palace crystal and uh, west i'm sorry so I think I don't know. I I expect Premier to do more. Yeah, on a jinx. Uh, I don't know. I brought that guy in and he gave me two points. Just imagine. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were the only one now because I did the same thing too. <laughs> you guys. You guys. So. I think um, West, uh, Crespo did well. Plays gave him five points. You know, for the yellow card, yeah. he he got so it should have been six points. And that's it, it. Six points. It's five points. That he got yellow card. Yeah. So it should have been six points. Well, that's that bad game. It was below par for me. I wasn't expecting much from the game. I was just expecting very much just be some points, and that's all. I didn't get it from him. So it was Antonio who was racking the point for my opponent in the to games. <laughs> All right. And uh, speaking about Antonio, surprisingly, yeah. most of um, the people in our team, uh, the people in the league, captained um, Antonio. People like Chooks, Chris, uh, people like uh, Chris, Awele, uh, yeah, Awele captained, Awele captained Antonio. And some other people too. 
surprisingly like I, I i was i was actually surprised at the captain picks of our league this game week three because i well, wasn't expecting anybody to actually captain antonio and son well you should, mm, you should not be yeah. surprised because it was said in the uh, um, I think I spoke about him um, in, at our preview show. Preview show on Thursday. I think it was running against Sasha Karat and and I think I think I think I think Roger did Roger did. I don't know why you mentioned Antonio and it's me. That's private um, differential. I'm saying that Salah and Bruno both have tough tough games the weekend. So thank God yeah. for the preview show. We have to get our choices. Yeah. I mentioned I mentioned um, Antonio and Ivan Tony during the preview show. I was I was saying yeah 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 did he did. He did. They are the perfect differential, and I, I actually, I actually banked. I, I actually said if I don't should be the banker, and I told them um, Fuji to quote me on that. Fuji, you remember right? One day. Yeah, so, so, I, so I, think, but I don't have him. I don't have him. My opponent, Dami, Dami did, and Captain did, and almost got. Um, I, I think I, I beat him to those two points. I actually was supposed to captain him as well. I just forgot. Or oh, I thought I did. You joined the lineup of your team. JJ always forgets to captain and Like seriously, I thought I did. Like seriously. It's in pain, Michelle, but we move. Who did you think instead? Anyway, it's all good. Adeni has started speaking, so I think I'll give Adeni the floor to speak about Aston Villa Brentford. Um, what can I say? I didn't really follow the game, so I don't think I have much to say about it. But um, you have players from either of the team. Obviously, Ivan Tony, who, did, who surprisingly gave us a good point in this game week. Uh, any player from um, Aston Villa, any player from Brentford uh, that you have, I feel they performed above your expectation or below your expectations in the FPL. Well, means. It was an. He <laughs> 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 wasn't even listening. <laughs> like seriously, and I don't know, I don't know what happened. Like um, I think he was injured or something. Like seriously, it was unexpected. He wasn't. He could just say not to use it. But now, but now it is showing. He was on the sideline jogging, I think. No, no, no. So Mings I wasn't on the sideline. The person that was jogging was Watkins. He was uh, Mings. Mings was on the like um, on the stand, actually watching with his you know, nice outfit. A tactical stuff by the coach. Thing, um, and then Danny Ings. Danny Ings got on But that Danny Ings looking like a like a like an asset. So then Danny Ings got an assist as well, and the stupid guy got a Enough now. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Nobu, I I actually wanted to re- replace a table, so I was like thinking, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then I chose Nobu. Can you imagine? I think I'm a cow. Serious. <laughs> Serious. Seriously. <laughs> All right. So, um, moving on, uh, I um, welcome Chibike, Bryce, Bright Blake, and um, Lord Marshall to the um, conversations this evening. And uh, Marshall, you've been listening to us for quite some time now. So, I think I'll give you the floor to speak about uh, the. Bonley Leeds game. What do you think about it? Good evening, Sha. Good evening. Well, um, the Bonley Leeds game, I would say it's an entertaining affair. It was just another 
it was just another game at tough more we all know the type of thing Burnley is and i think they've uh, they have a remarkable achievement for staying in the premier league for so long even though they've spent the lowest amount in the league so um going through the Burnley team i think uh, their defense i mean the two teams the two teams the goals they considered today were both um, unfortunate I think um, those were just uh, like uh, a, a poacher's finish from both teams uh, number nine. I mean, Wood yeah. got to go, um, fortunately. Even Bamford got his own equaliser, fortunately. So, I think a draw in that game was uh, the fair result. I mean, I would say it was an end-to-end affair. It was just, uh, there, was, there was just no endeavour from both sides to grab the to grab the game by the neck. I mean, it, it took time before Leeds United could even get a shot on target. <laughs> and coming from a Leeds United outfit, you can see how bad that is. I think uh, the game was um, a dull affair. So one one was the scoreline. When Burnley, when uh, Burnley to, um, got the first goal, I thought Burnley were going to hold out, but uh, I think it's now a team for them this season. That uh, because I think they scored the first goal against um, Brighton in their first game, even though they had the better chances, they still uh, managed to lose that game. So I think today they got their first point of the season. So I think it's a good performance to look back on. And uh, I think Bamford, uh, I don't know about, I don't know how many people still have Bamford, but at least Bamford has delivered um, some points for his team along with um, Chris Wood. So okay, okay. They, both both players just decided to spoil the clean sheet of um, uh, the defenders in yeah, each team. Like I so. said, it was. It was a dull affair. I mean, a zero-zero would have been the best result in this match, at least, so that the defenders, so that defenders could profit from it. Because I, I, I have Rafinha, and sometimes it pains me watching Rafinha play those rubbish he's playing. I mean, someone with his, someone with his talent. Although he gave me points the last game with both, someone with his talent is meant to be doing more than this. Because I think, uh, if not for one thing, I think he would have ended move to Liverpool last this summer that just passed. So let's just see how it goes for him this second season and whether he can actually kick on because I believe that I don't think by next season if he actually puts in the performance this season I think by next season he, will, he might be out of lead because the top side might come to pick him up. So okay. uh, that's what I can say for now. His performance right. today was not, that, was not that good. I'm even considering selling him. But the issue I have now is that uh, Adama Traore's um, finishing his final product is terrible and Wolves have a have a um, good run of uh, fixtures, so I'm considering okay. replacing Rafinha with um, Traore if his finishing can improve, though. All right, speaking about Wolves, um, I think we'd um, call on um, uh, Bright Blake to speak about the Wolves Manchester United game. Bright, what do you think about the game? Uh, yeah, good evening, good evening, everyone. Uh, good evening, okay. Um, I actually watched um, Wolves as a manual game. I was chance to watch it. So, concerning that game, see, I don't know whoever is the new coach of Wolves, but the guy, you have to applaud him. Like, the positional play was excellent. Like, everybody knew where to be at each particular time. The only point, the only missing thing in their stuff was just decision making. The point Adama is supposed to pass with the shot. The point Trinka is supposed to pass to take the shot. The point, um, uh, what's his name now? Jimenez is supposed to score to pass. So that, that final third finishing decisions were what was off uh, because those was better side in that Mayu match. Mayu was asking for just energy um, to just have people and they got the chance and scored. I was even telling the person I was watching the board that see. If this mountain was just one chance and we score this thing, what was I doing? I always think that time because even when the first start, they dominated the first start. I was even hoping we would score at least one goal. I was even praying they score one because at a point, seven, I was pitying Wolves. I was like, this people deserve to score. Like, they get the coach, we did a very nice. Maybe it's the luck that comes with a new coach because anytime a new coach comes to a club, everybody wants to impress. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. But mm-hmm. they're very excellent. Um, but I don't understand why I don't understand what the first flag was looking for in, in the stage. I was like, what's going on? Are they trying to colonize England? <laughs> um, it was a nice game. I enjoyed the football. I enjoyed the football. Um, I 
do you, I want to ask a question. Do you think is that what? I want to ask a question. Do you think right. it is more? It is more of. Uh, do you think it's more of wolves having playing very well or Manchester playing very bad? Okay, it's more of wolves playing very man. Man, Manchester United didn't do well per se. For me, Wolves did better than Manchester United. Manchester United was supposed to do more. Like they have, they have, they have chance. I mean, they have choices. They have squad depth. Like who, who is missing? Like what is the missing? Okay, yeah, Fred is, is missing. Fred is the missing player. But at least, ah, man is a big club now. See the way Wolves humbled man. Like I said, they are on the same level. Kuba had to rely on long passes. He couldn't go forward. And I think it would have been different if there had been a proper DMF in that game. So, I... I actually do think that... Um, what's it called? Wolves, Wolves were the better team, truly. But I wouldn't say United played awful. Okay, um, so that's just my thing. Yeah, I, I asked you something. I want to ask a question. This question, I want, I want you guys to think about it. In the game, I, I'm not. I see, I'm not saying uh, United. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, the game when I am not I saying United play awful. I'm saying that they were not on their game. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. What I'm, what, what I'm trying to see, what I saw in the game was, I, I think I saw a United side that went good on the day. Maybe because Pogba was playing. Yeah. Out of position, and majorly because Fred was just very bad on the day. I think if Manchester United had been, had been okay with who you are playing, very okay, who you are playing, very, playing at normal position, I don't think Wolves would have bust the game the way they did. I feel Manchester United was just so bad on the day. It wasn't uh, Wolves classic at all, because if it was Wolves classic, Chinchao was playing so badly too. For me, he was just missing some very classy tasks. Adam Atari was being Adam Atari. I'm sorry, did you just say Trinkawa played badly today, Roger? Yeah, he played badly today. That wasn't badly, honestly. Because I watched Trinkawa and it was, and apart from Adam Atari, we saw all over the pitch. Trinkawa was the next best player for both teams for me. The guy, was, and... although he missed some kind of chances, yes, fine and good. That was what Wolves were doing today, missing chances. I mean, look at the size header, the point blank save for, for um, the game. So they missed a whole lot of chances. They could have won the game, fine and good. But at the end of the day, it's football. You know, if you go your way, you swing your way. I mean, look at Greenwood's goal. And then that was another point of discussion because when we talk about so many um, so many referee decisions over 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 the week, but that's, that will be later. But I don't, I don't think the Wolves team... Anyway, Okay, I think there are three people who played woefully today. Shrinker was not even one. It was just Shrinker. Yeah, Shrinker was not one of them. There are three people like that. There are three people who played badly, as far as I'm concerned. One, Fernandez. Two, Fred. And three, Mike Dean. The three of them. Mike Dean was okay in this game. That game. He was okay. Really. I, he was not okay. Well, to me, yeah, my was it. We'll talk about we'll talk about referee decisions today because we'll talk about their decisions. Um, looking at the Man Wolves game, as in all I can, all we can just do is firstly just give credit to Wolves because Wolves, tactically speaking, I think that first half Wolves actually got actually got everything right even though fred fred was awful today because as in he was the one that would have at least helped them united to at least um, bypass this um, tactics of wolves because wolves were happy to let maguire and vary anytime my united had the ball in the first half the only option they had was to just kick it long because most times see varian and um, rafael varan and maguire passing the ball back and forth just between both of them but then, anytime they decide to get the ball to Boba now, or Fred, or someone like Bruno, then Wolves will squeeze in to get it. So I think um, today it was evident to see that Fred is not um, someone you can rely when you are trying to at least, someone who can at least break that pressing. Imagine if, if a team like Wolves can get their pressing game like this. 
imagine facing a team like Liverpool. I don't know how Man is going to survive against a team like Liverpool playing as bad as they did today. Sancho was awful today. I mean, I know it's his first start, but still, that doesn't make it. He's going to improve surely, but um, on his first. Yeah, time, I forgot Sancho. That's true. It was extremely awful. No, as in, he didn't even touch yeah, yeah. his fullback. So I think uh, the from the Manchester United side, the only people we can give credit to today is um, David De Gea saved the setting goal there. Erwan Bissaka saved the setting goal there. I think uh, Varane's performance was um, okay. What we expect from someone of his um, caliber. But going forward, Fred as uh, Fernandez offered nothing. Fred was just there. And um, Boba, as in, I don't know, you can't expect Boba to do the work. Yeah, as, I don't know why Manchester United are looking for any defensive aspect from Boba. So I can't blame him for that performance put there. But it's a midfielder is meant to do better than that. Boba's performance today was not up to it. Yes, I know that he's, a, he's, um, he's not someone who is um, inclined with the defensive aspect of the game. But still, you expect more from a midfielder of that caliber. Even when he plays for France, like, as in, I know that France has uh, someone like Kante, so I can't actually, I can't actually judge Boba's performance with France with United. But then I think um, if Paul is playing further forward, I think he can be able to affect the game. So in this game, man, you had no foothold at all. He couldn't even keep the possession. It was just all wolves. So I think, and they were, I think, scared of Adama Traore. That was why Manchester United could not actually attack the way they wanted to attack in the first half because of Adama Traore. If Adama Traore doesn't improve his finishing, I mean, it's going to just be like a muscular version of Daniel James. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, I think we can all conclude and I agree that the World's Man game was just um, a lucky game for, for most of the better side. But I want to, I want to trade people to everybody. Um, I don't know who saw the Tottenham and Watford game. I mean, Tottenham have been lucky for the, the first three games of the season, coming off away with a one, one new victory in all of their games. So what do you think? Is it that that's Nuno's tactics? At least get a goal and back back, or they're just not um, lucky with the goals coming forward, or is it a change factor? For now, um, the goal is not coming. The goal is not coming for now. It's more of them just trying to play their game. The goal is not coming in. Kane is not yet ready to play, and uh, um, basically the goal is not is not coming in. They are good defensively, yeah. They are strong nowadays, bro. Tottenham had chances. Tottenham had chances to score two goals today, I think. But I think that was during the last 25 minutes or last 20 minutes. But they were not just um, um Dele Ali missed the goal. As in, if he had kept that ball on target, I think that would have been a goal. Hurricane missed his footing when he just had basically the open goal to tap in. Then um, I think um, Batman produced a save from Hurricane. So um, I would just say is um, score one and see back. Tottenham were not just um, they were not just um, on point today. That's what I would say. Um, Wolves or um, Watford, I don't know. I think their bright, their standard player today was Ismailiasa. I think he, he won three kicks for them. That guy, that guy is good though. But um, it wasn't just Tottenham's day. Because um, they missed a few chances. And Kane will have easily backed two goals today. But um, it wasn't just to be for him. So they ended up winning just um, 1-0. Uh, it's good for them. At least they can take confidence from keeping three clean sheets. I mean, because looking at their next um, four games, uh, I think... Uh, I don't. I think. I mean, we expect Tottenham to be banging in the goals this season. Having Kane and Son off board. And um, with Nuno's new tactics, I don't think they should be scoring just a goal and then, you know, coming off with the clean sheets uh, and all yeah, that. Because yeah, we're having that, goals. Yes, but that's the other side to the game. Because um, you can't expect to score every time. I mean, because uh, even though the season started well, most teams have been hitting in goals, hitting in goals. But the most important thing for Tottenham is that they are getting the three points, which is very important at this early stage of the season. I mean, it's a marathon. It's a marathon, not just a sprint race. So I think um, as time goes on, Tottenham, you know, they are still under a new manager. As time goes on, Tottenham will have them um, better matches to come. I think today's match was just about just getting the job done and coming away with the three points. I mean, a goal, three points, and a clean sheet. So there are lots of positives to take from that game from Tottenham and Tech. Yeah, that's a positive. So the last game before we talk about the super. Um, Saturday games, you can still start something. 
who saw the game and what is your take on the game? It was a 2-2 two, two draw. Um, seeing both teams were um, not good in their um, previous match, Newcastle United and the Southampton joined Man U 1-1 at home. Well, with regards to Newcastle Southampton, even though I didn't actually get to watch the match because I was on the road yesterday, I think um, Newcastle had to come behind. Um, sorry, Southampton had to come from behind to actually rescue a point um, past, um, South, past um, Newcastle. So it was a good game all in all. I think uh, four goals in the match. I mean, as the FPL, as a FPL player, uh, if you have a defender there, you won't be happy. But um, for someone who has four goals there, I think you can be happy. James Ward Prowse got a penalty, scored a penalty at the dying minute. I think. Um, very, I think some people will still have James Ward Prowse in their team. I mean, Callum Wilson, I think he's the, apart from Alan San Maximan, I think Callum Wilson is the go to person in Newcastle United. The person who you know can guarantee you points at least in once every three matches, I think he can bang in a goal. So, um, not much to talk about in this game. I think Callum Wilson got a goal, Alan San Maximan um, thought he had scored the winner for Newcastle, but. Uh, Kudos to Southampton because um, they put in a really good performance against Manchester United. They won their midweek game in the Carabao Cup and now they've nicked a point in the time. I mean, this is something that will give the boys a whole lot of confidence, especially now we are going to the international break. So I think it's a positive thing to come out of the first round of fixtures with um, a point. So kudos to Southampton. They did well. Uh, thank you very much. So- at the end of the day, um, you could say both sides uh, put in their best just to come off the win, but it just good enough, isn't it? Um, let's start with the double Chelsea game. I don't know who saw the game. Uh, it ended with a 1 1 draw. Chelsea saw a red card for Rich James, which led to a penalty for Liverpool. Um, Alaji Fuji, what's your take on the game? What do you think? How, how, how did you see the game? What did you notice? What 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 errors do you think were made from both sides leading to the draw? Well, the game was actually what I expected. It went well. An end-to-end affair, irrespective of the red card that Chelsea got. The first half went well, which we also. And we also we actually saw the battle between Van Dijk and Lukaku. That was just the main event for me. I was just looking at the two, doing whatever they knew how to do best in the day. Then till the red card came on board. To me, that was actually what destabilized Chelsea's plan. Because we actually know Chelsea as a game that plays as a unit. Once you pick out someone, once someone is red carded, it affects the booty. So it actually affected them. Even though they actually fought for the one point that they got, at least they did well. But I actually noticed something. You can actually applaud Jorginho as the UEFA best player. You can actually praise Mount, likewise Havertz. But I actually noticed a lot of things. They had lots of flaws on the day. Lukaku was actually making the runs. I'm not saying this because I have him on my team, but from type of player he is. He was actually making the runs. They were too slow. Or should I say they didn't actually deem it fit to give him the ball. Should I call it should I target a trust issue or should I just say they felt like okay this guy can just go alone knowing the kind of player he is. Then on the side of Liverpool should I say they were just lucky. Yes. Put me anywhere, put me me in any town they were actually lucky on the day if not for the red card they wouldn't have actually seen a point from that game forget about it being Anfield forget about it being a fortress they were actually lucky on that like against Chelsea we are lucky yeah Mr. Roger do you agree with what Fuji said well you have to lucky on the day knowing that without the red card and without the penalty they wouldn't have come off with the points at the cup I mean, this, this, I this is Anfield we are talking about here. Yeah. I said this is really good to yeah. I said this is really good to that. Um, 
the game is more of Chelsea's game. And even if Liverpool is going to get anything from that game, it's going to be a problem. And which is what happened. And now, I'm not actually surprised. It was something very well expected and went as planned for Chelsea. Even if, I'm even, as you say, I, I, I'm even very surprised. I just didn't get more, even with the red card. Because Chelsea are supposed to get a good. And Chelsea with the red card, they can advantage Chelsea. What we know right from time, from this of Mofel, Mourinho, and they took that traditional them having a red card and still playing their, their game, and still playing so well as their team. They are so coordinated and everything. And then when that undertook the obvious everybody playing for everybody to see that they are so coordinated. The backline is falling, you can't just make it every figure making any you don't have you don't need to. No runs can break into the Chelsea backline at the moment. Yeah, so, and the perfection of um, um, Ngolo Kanti as a doing just give them the um, assurance at the backline. So, I don't, I wasn't expecting to uh, Liverpool to be able to get it Well, the, actually, I didn't end up having a game through the Using um, power and everything, but like Fuji and uh, rightly said, Van Dijk and uh, Lukaku. Lukaku. Yeah, Van Dijk versus Lukaku. It was, it was, it was, it was something to watch. I, I mean, seeing the first half and um, the kind of runs Lukaku made, he gave, he gave Van Dijk like too much work to do at the back line. And it was it was obvious that um, it wasn't a a, 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 a few day for for Virgil Van Dijk. Yeah, you know, surprisingly, I I wasn't expecting the couple to have that. Thing. You know, the last time, going in the last time was was Liverpool. That was at man, he was so slow. But this time around, didn't so fast and yeah, so. Well, for the guy see Lukaku, he made some howlers that I, I feel like, why is he doing this? Lukaku. And I love, I feel, he'll come to do me easy, he doesn't need to do that much. Uh, like, he doesn't need to rely, rely on that much on creating the goal. He doesn't need to just score the goal that I've been created. So he will come So that brings us to the question on everybody's lips. Was that a red card? For his James, Adeni, do you think that was a red card for his for his James? I mean, yes, yeah, it, it, to, it, it, it stopped it stopped the goal from crossing the line, but was it a red card? Yeah, it's a straight red card because it was a goal line clearance. Like we discussed yesterday on the group, you know, it's 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 the last he's the last man standing. No one was behind him, so the ball was destined for the net. So it's a straight. I mean, this not this not the first time it's happened. It wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentional. I mean, someone will say that well, the ball hit his hand, not not him hitting the ball away. You know, the ball hit his hand. Yes, it was a penalty, fine and good. But should it have been? Wasn't the red card a little bit ash? It wasn't ash. That it might not have been intentional. According to the rules of the game, it wasn't ash. As far as I'm concerned. So that's my take on that. It's a straight red card. There, there is nothing. The only, I mean, if if it's if it had happened, maybe before the goalkeeper or somewhere around the box setting, maybe he could have considered a yellow card. But the ball was destined for the net. And I know, I know that there was a similar case with at the World Cup with Nigeria. You remember, right? Yeah, when, the Uruguay uh, Ghana game. Uh, no, no, no. Paris. The Nigeria, the Nigeria Argentina game. Okay, yeah, yeah, but that wasn't the uh, goal line clearance. That was just. Uh, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know where, where where the referee was actually saying the ball touches head before it touches arm. I, I think it was. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you remember? 
But the difference, the difference is that this is a goal line clearance. And then um, I also wanted to say something that I think Liverpool were awful. I won't lie because if the red card were to be reversed, like if the red card were to be for Liverpool, imagine I not got a red card. Chelsea would kill them and murder them. What happened yesterday? So I think Chelsea managed the game well. Chelsea managed the game very well. They did all they could and they could have gotten the second goal. I mean the Lukaku Mati block. Mati blocks that one attack they had. I think I think they, they, they went forward about three more times or four more times and they were threatening with those three attacks. I mean, so I think Liverpool were so awful, like really awful yesterday. So I'll give it to Chelsea. They did all they could. So that's my take on that. And I think, and I think Chelsea, Chelsea understood the assignment and they came out defensively in the second half, you know, to draw the game. Liverpool, Liverpool, um, we don't really know what happened with them in the second half. But that's by the way. Let's talk about. The five-star performance by Pep Guardiola's Manchester City against a woeful Arsenal that's still the season and they are still inferior. Well, um, if you give it to, go on, go on, go on. Okay, um, Mr. Kachi, I don't know if you're, if you're listening. Could you unmute and speak up on the um, City Arsenal game? Arsenal. It's not the Premier League anymore, sadly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Even the top six tag, I think it's far gone already. Nobody thinks, everybody thinks of Arsenal's captain. Um, it's obvious in their performance. As soon as um, the first goal entered, just became, they didn't know what they were doing. The back line, apart from their inexperience, um, I think Ateta doesn't know what he's doing. Don't know why he has his job. <laughs> I think the whole uh, board and owners of Arsenal, they, they are clueless, just like the coach and the players. Um, the captain of Arsenal, um, Granit Xhaka, was about to leave Arsenal. <laughs> I don't know why he's still a captain in that club. Aubameyang is tired of the club, every player is tired of the club. And City, world-class players, world-class coach, what do you expect? Um, Gilbert Jesus, yeah, that guy is, is something else. I think he's trying to keep his place in Pep's starting lineup. So he's really improved his crossing and shots, positioning. He's always been a, a top player, but this season it's been extra. Um, not much to say. Arsenal is crap. I don't know. Arsenal <laughs> is my club, but I don't know. I don't like. It's just woeful. Everything about them is woeful. I think there's no plan from the coach to the players. They don't know what they're doing. They just get to the field every day. Every um, weekend, just try to see what happens, see how it goes. I think that's just my that, that, that subject of that sort of see how it goes. I think that was what was in Ateta's mind. Let's just feel that players and see how, how it goes. Um, Miss Miss Blessing, could you talk about do, do you think the red card was what led you know um City to like score more goals? Or asked not to concede up to five goals against Manchester City side, or was it always inevitable? Was it always going to happen? With or without the red card, do you think Vega was was harsh enough? Was was tough on the team, and it affected their mindset? Or regardless, it would have been such um um, um whiplash for for City against Arsenal. Um. Actually, they were losing 2-0 before the red card, right? Yeah. 
they were losing to zero before the red card so i don't think the red although the red card might be a factor because arsenal they shit team they're leaking goals like they're just leaking goals anyhow so i just think i just feel that even if probably if there was no red card I probably the match might have ended like 3-0 or so if the red card was harsh I haven't seen that to be honest I haven't seen the tackle I haven't seen it but with Saka so what do you expect I think probably it's the, it's the right call because this, this the the rules right now is confusing last week I think um last week um, um bruno was fouled prior to the goal that um Salantin scored and everybody was like it's a counter sport this is a song we are divided because the rules right now is confusing you don't know every week you see different things and you see different interpretation so i don't know if the red card was harsh because i've not seen the i've not seen the tackle even today I think the proper tackle people are still arguing that it's, it's even probably should have gotten the red card something probably i don't know if the if the tackle was if the tackle was the same i don't know but what i think is that the red card was it harsh i don't know because i, I didn't watch the match so if arsenal would have considered more than five goals if they were 11 v 11 i i think arsenal would still concede but up to five that i don't know but still arsenal is a shit team for sure <clears throat> yeah so thank you Miss they were they were on track to considering five sorry <laughs> they were on track forget <laughs> the red card or not they were on track two goals in 19 I mean, years i mean, against I mean even, yeah even the fans even the fans were tired of the tactics and everything i was about saying they were on track Concede five. I was even I was even I was going to say if there had if there had been no red card, they would have gotten more than five goals. Pep is just exactly. asking. Yes, that, that, that's true. Yeah. So, it's only, I don't think it's a Pep thing. It's a woefulness. The Arsenal's you can't. No, 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 no. Okay. No. The last time City scored five against the top top six was against Chelsea, and it was Cyrus Chelsea. No, not that. I, I, I'm only I'm only saying this is this, the the goal the goal the goal scored yeah the number of goals scored. See, if it's like, if, if they have been eleven level from the beginning, I'm, I'm I I am saying people that want to go for more than five goals. Yes. So you say Pep pity that's not because of the red card. Five goals, man. Pity with five goals. But it's one of the other talk about. I want to talk about. Guys, guys, guys. We have talked about it enough already. Let's talk about the refereeing this weekend. I mean, that's one topic that nobody has, has, has touched on. I really need to touch on it. So we saw Anthony Taylor against in the Liverpool Chelsea game. We saw Mike Dean in the United Wolves game. And Michael Oliver in the Arsenal Man City game. Who had it much worse with their decisions? Because I feel like the United goal, the um, pullback tackle on Ruben Neves should should have been enough reason for that goal to be chopped off no. based on the rule book. No. That's for one. The the Anton Taylor game, um, the Liverpool Chelsea game, um, so many errors, so many errors, so many errors. I think today Michael Oliver with the red card in the City game that. That, that got it right. Although one would argue because in previous matches we've seen such tackle Jaka made on um Osito Rodrigo, same kind of tackle not given. In, I think it's an so I want us to talk about the repetition of over the weekend. What are your takes on them? Um I'll talk about this my thing my thing soon. My thing was okay for me in the just um my Wolves game. The um foul the the, the supposed foul that leads to the uh, to my signing the goal was the right call from my team. Pogba didn't make any contact on Ruben Neves. Ruben Neves actually missed the ball. He has lost the ball. It. Look, Shinga I, I shifted though. Shinga, unfortunately, Shinga says shift Shinga. People use and shift Shinga now, bro. You know these things. 
Ruben Neves actually missed, but he's, he has lost the ball to uh, Varane. When you when, when you see when you see he has done that, he looked at my game. But then he, he went on the floor to rolling on the floor. That is that is just like you are trying to you're trying to draw the, the foul on on yourself. It is so simple for my game. It was very straightforward for my game to have seen. Blue, uh, to, 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 to allow the ball to go on, and thank, thanks for it. Let's let go. If he had no. stopped that, okay. yeah, if he had caught that foul, and at the end of the day, you saw you saw the replay and see what Ruben Neves did, you'd have you'd have said yeah, my game actually actually was wrong. But to me, in that game, my game made the right. Okay, I think I think I agree with Roger because um, the same thing happened during the first half with Bruno. The same thing um, Neves did, Bruno did, and Mike Dean was expecting your reaction to the tackle, which was what Bruno did in the first half. You know, Bruno was caught with, by that challenge, by that tackle rather, and then he failed to go down, and then he will play on. And then later I went down. So Neves, I don't know, it might have happened. There might have been contact. But he actually wanted to pursue the ball. And then when he realized that he couldn't get the ball, he was looking at Dean. And Dean was not having none of that. Like <laughs> so he was so by the time he went down, he was like, I think this guy is faking it. I don't know. But one thing yeah. I just want to say, one thing I just want to say again is, I think VAR is not really helping issues. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. I don't think seriously. I don't think VAR could have called anything in that in that, mic, in that situation because it's a very clear. But what of what of the Michael Oliver um, has not the game? Like I said earlier, we have seen such tackle waved off or not given by referees in the same premiership. So is the VAR selecting the, the, the kind of matches to, 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 to be active? Is the referee deciding which red cards to give and which one is the, is the rule book flawed? What's, what's our take on that? Uh-huh. So I wanted to I want to keep in something about the refereeing stuff that we discussed earlier. Actually, Roger, I, I, I'm going to agree with Roger a bit. Oh, not a bit. Fully, I'm going to agree with Roger. Because, now, look at this very well. I think Pogba was trying to... was it, That was a dangerous play, actually, from Pogba, because his thoughts were a bit higher. But I, did, no, I don't think he made a contact with... He's still going to open, actually, actual game. He's still going higher, and they went open. It was a very clean, it was a clean tackle from Pogba. And Pogba yeah, and he didn't touch Neves. He didn't touch Neves. He can't even get to the ball again. Then he faked an injury. Yeah. He faked an injury because he, he noticed that he can't get to the ball anymore. So he faked an injury. Because it's United, I think that's why the Buha is everywhere. Last week, it happened to uh, Bruno. I think Bruno was holding the ball. I think he was holding too much the ball. Then this guy just snatched the ball from him. I can't remember the guy. The guy snatched the ball from him. He fell down. He went through with play on. And they play and they scored from it. No no noise was made about it. Just United fan backing. And yes, we tried our own. But this Pogba own, I can't compare it to... Because I think Bruno was fouled in that... Um, last last week bruno was fouled actually but even me i was even angry with him because he was holding he was holding the ball for too long so that uh, the referee decision i don't think even magdin i was even uh, magdin was horrible today in decision making i think it was more of it was favorable to the wolves side than united because there was too many tackles that was just flying on and he just allowed play to go on and just enjoying the flow of the tackle so what i'm the, about the refereeing this i think from the first three weeks it has not been because they always talk there's always those there will always be one issue that they will talk about but i think the referee this is i think the referee in this season has been 
like six over ten. I think it was better. Like it has been better than last season. So I just reiterate that in the in the Michael Oliver decision in this um second red card, we have seen previous games whereby this red card wasn't given. The um 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 I mean we've we've watched these games in the Premiership and we see the inconsistency in the referee's decision in such with such tackle. So what so what 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 do you will you say the rule book is flawed or it's 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 solely based on the referee's decision? I mean these are professional referees. I think these three things are called I think Taylor, like Oliver, um they are they are UEFA referees, if if I'm not mistaken. And if this mistake was to be made in the UEFA competition, they will be sanctioned. So do you think it was the right call or or the rule book is flawed? Um, well, let me say um, something. From what I have, from what I've noticed so far, this is football, we all know. And then there are officials that actually bring their own personal challenges to the field. There are players that can actually do something and go scot free. Then there are those that are being penalized. Jaka is one of such players. Even if Jaka, no, even if Jaka, even if Jaka, no, even if Jaka should actually tap you on the chest. The referee deems it fit to be a red card. He's that kind of player that has, let's say, his personality being against him all these years. There are players that can actually stamp on you. They can actually stamp on you. The referee would actually do nothing about it. All you see the referee do is, young man, okay, stand up, don't do it again. There are players that can actually go away with up to four tackles without getting a bouquet. Meanwhile, there are players that can... So you are saying say, say it is vindictive against Jokani Jaka. Yes. Because of yes, those, that, it was Jaka, that's why it was being red that, card. That red card was given because that was Jaka. I've seen such calls go the other way. I've seen, I've seen more ta- I've seen more quick tackles compared to that one. Well, well, that was Jaka. Um, can I ask? Fuji, when you yeah, go on. When you're trying to um, say push this thing on the player's personality, I feel it is wrong. I feel you have to put it on the referee's personality. The referee that the one calling making these calls, they are only just doing this based on their on, on their discrete um on, on their discretion. They are not see this call that we talked we talked of the Saka call. Many referees have given the call. They have moved play on. Some have just given it for a yellow card. Some have just given it as like Oliver did red card. It is just on the referee's discretion. She yes. It is it's not even on the player's um, personality at all. Just okay, if we are talking of player personality, I'm sorry to to chip to bring in a, a player that's not even a DP or not. Casemiro has that kind of personality. But so so it's not more it's not about the player's personality we just try to be um sentimental being based on our emotions yeah. and players to say referees are just being um it's because the way the player are that's why the referees are doing those calls no I feel it is the referee's discretion. The referee felt it's a red card offense, and yes, the red card offense. Check the rule book. Oliver was Oliver was still, still right in his senses. He's still very right in, with the rule book that it's a red card offense. Okay, let, let me say something. There are certain tackles over the years, players like Arturo Vidal. There are certain lunges that they go into that are clean, actually clean tackles. Then they are red carded. But a certain Sergio Busquets, the one the both of us know, <laughs> goes goes into those lunges and goes scot free. Perfect example. Scot free. Scot free. I know what I'm saying. Therefore, it has to do with the personality at times. I know what I'm saying. There are tackles, okay? There are just like. Bruno that means referees are biased. That they are. Of course, of course, most of them decisions are. Decisions there. Most of them are. <laughs> it happens. A tackle that it a tackle a launch made by Messi might actually go unpunished compared to a tackle made by an M. So it, it also has to do with the personalities. 
thank you very very much for uh, your contribution your thoughts and analysis in um for the weekend games i mean this weekend was fully packed with um, excitement um goals should i say goals because i think it's only the man city Arsenal game that had much goals the rest two two one 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 zero goals but then again it wasn't just of an excitement for the week um sadly we have the international break um so we won't be returning until after the international break we might do a special show just to like talk about um, um fpl players on international duties you never know but then again um we want to say thank you for listening thank you for your contribution thank you for attending um and i want to end this with um a welcome statement to the biggest footballer of all time welcome cristiano ronaldo to Manchester united good night guys